0: Hi, guys. Welcome to a special sports edition of Don't Put Your Day Job. It's Edison and Joshua. And we're going to be talking specifically about the NFL Week 13. And we're going to do our pickums for uh, which games uh, are going to go to who. And then uh, at the very end, we'll get a um, quick little um, back and forth on playoff predictions, seeding, and just kind of like where we see the uh, playoffs uh, kind of shaping up as we get towards
1: the end of this season. So I guess we can start by talking about the Cowboys-Redskins last night, Thursday night football. Um, I guess both teams are kind of in this situation where they're probably not going to make the playoffs regardless of last night, but the Cowboys did end up blowing out the Redskins, which just on the first glance, I didn't watch the game, but when I saw the highlights, I was pretty surprised that Redskins lost by 24 points.
0: Yeah, um, what we've what we got is going on here with the Washington Redskins. is You've got a coach who maybe needs to figure out offensively what he wants to do with his quarterback. You know, there's been a lot of uh, offensive coordinator changes in the last couple of years. And really, Cousins hasn't kind of found the same magic that they um, had when Sean McVay was around. And so... What you're looking at is a team that's kind of middle of the road in terms of running game. Um, offensive line need work, Needs work. Um, you really got you got one star corner, and that's about it in terms of defense. Um, so, Redskins are kind of middle of the road. Kind of, they're in a bad situation with their quarterback. I'm not sure if they're gonna give Cousins that. Um, you know, extension that he quite honestly does deserve. I mean, you're not you're not entirely sure what's going to happen with the draft, and you're not entirely sure um, if you can find a better quarterback for your team. Um, as it goes for the Cowboys, uh, their season's probably lost. I think which you're going to need ten wins to make the playoffs. So um,
1: we finally got to see the dead show. Uh, yeah, on Thursday night, he's now the Cowboys all-time touchdown receptions leader. Um, I think it's a little too little, too late,
0: um, but um, something that they can definitely work towards next season, uh, trying to build that repertoire between uh, Dak and Zeke. Um, it's clear that offensive line isn't as big of a strength as it was, say, about last year, two years ago. You, know, you had a couple guys retire. Um, Tyron Smith has been hurt. This year, and um, it's really shown they've been trying to just kind of struggling to keep uh, Dak protected um, when it comes to you know a simple kind of like two, two, three, five, seven, you know step snaps. So uh, that's something that they'll probably need to address in the draft um, for sure if they're going to want to kind of keep that offensive juggernaut of, you know, Dak, Dez, and Zeke. Um, Hopefully, uh, speaking of Zeke, uh, hopefully this um, exile will uh, give us time to think, maybe reevaluate some things. And uh, I I see no reason why they won't be in the thick of it again next year for sure. As long as, you know, they can draft some pieces on offensive line, they get another receiver. And you know, stay out of trouble. That's that was another problem. Is a lot of a lot of uh, this year we saw both on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball, the Cowboys were kind of putting themselves out uh, because of um, things that weren't necessarily related to football. So I think if they can essentially get the ship together and get um, Jerry Jones in a reasonable, sane mood,
1: Um, you'll you'll see if the Cowboys will bounce back into next week. I think I agree. I think as soon as Zeke was gone, I think that was the end of the season. But obviously he'll be back next year as long as he stays out of trouble. And I think they'll be right back to maybe not 13-3 and like last year, but they'll definitely – They'll get back to 10-11 wins, and they'll get back in the playoffs. Now, will they ever win a playoff game? That's another question. I don't know about that. But I think they'll definitely be one of the top competitors in the NFC again next year. But,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, young team, full promise. We'll see what happens next year. Uh, So, kind of starting off the 1 o'clock games for Sunday night, uh, Sunday, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs going to the New York Jets. Um, Kansas City is on free fall. Um, only winning one out of their last six games. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Um, I think we were seeing the real Alex Smith show up, unfortunately. It's kind of crazy to think that two months ago we were, you know, having legitimate conversations for an MVP
1: uh, candidacy for uh, Smith. And and, Kareem Hunt. And for Kareem Hunt. And now we're kind of – Will they make the playoffs? I mean, the their division is probably the only reason they have a chance to make the playoffs at this point. The way they're playing, it's
0: uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a crapshoot, and um, we'll see the how they can bounce back into a uh, second trip to uh, to New York after choking away. Um, uh, a game to the Giants, surprisingly, of all teams. Um, I I don't expect uh, – I expect a stingy defense from the Jets. I, um, there's been some creative outlets uh, in regards to, you know, their use of Baal Paul and um, Robbie Anderson to, you know, get McCown going um, in terms of, like, yards, kind of offense, and, you know, getting some scores. Um, Robbie Anderson played out of his mind last week. I don't expect that kind of production again. But I do expect maybe like seventy yards and TD. That being said, I think the Chiefs want to steer the ship. I think you're you're gonna see Andy Reid make them play a lot more disciplined. And so I've got Chiefs winning twenty one
1: to thirteen. I'm gonna pick against you here. I think. The Jets are going to pull this one out. I think it's going to be close. Uh, Maybe 24-21. I think that Jets run game is going to get it done in the end. I think McCown's been playing decent for being Josh McCown. I think, yeah, I think they're going to pull it out. I think the Chiefs are going to continue their free fall.
0: Uh, Lucky for them, Uh, Denver and Oakland are also in a world of hurts, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Up next, we've got the 49ers going into Chicago to uh, take on uh, Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears. This is going to be possibly a train wreck of a game. Um, It's a fish. Um, Well, we'll see. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo gets the full start. Um... After C.J. Brenthart uh, is hurt last week, um, he looked like a million bucks in kind of like the uh, 10 snaps he played uh, last Sunday. So this could be Jimmy Garoppolo's big kind of uh, coming out party, and what a better opponent to have to do that against with the Chicago Bears, who I think have all the quit on John Fox. I, I think this is one of those things where yeah you're gonna see um, a miserable five weeks kind of ending the season and I think John Fox will ultimately lose his job at the end um I ex- I expect this one to be kind of a mess uh,
1: probably 14 to 6 49ers I I'm gonna pay against you again actually I think probably about 147 bears I think. Uh, Garoppolo, we saw him with the Patriots, but we don't know how good he is without the Patriots. You never know how good a quarterback is when they've been under Belichick until they leave Belichick, really. Um, and as far as the Bears go, they, they do still have two great running backs, and they okay, it's usually like one or two big plays that end up on the few wins they've had. They've beaten a couple of actually pretty decent teams, and in the few wins they have, it's that running game that usually pushes them. And I think Jordan Howard and uh, Tariq Cohen, I believe is his name, I think those two guys are going to get a couple of touchdowns, and I think that'll be the deciding factor.
0: All Um Next up on the docket, we have the Detroit Lions going up against the Baltimore Ravens. This one's kind of got a sneaky feel for a, it could be a, a pretty good defensive showdown between two really stingy teams. Um, it's apparent that uh, Joe Flacco has lost the magic if it was there to begin with. I mean, my God, to think this was a guy that not even five years ago uh, went into Denver and went toe-toe to with Peyton Manning and went double overtime and, went, and then – preceded that with going in the Foxborough AFC Championship game and out, just outclassed Tom Brady in a, in a football game. Um, what we're going to see is uh, a nasty defense, probably one of the best in the league, uh, go up against uh, Matthew Stafford and um, the Bad Luck Lions. Uh, I think this is kind of like their hallmark is, you know, they get a couple bad breaks uh, at, at one of these games. Um I expect this one to be close. I think um, – I, 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 I do think that uh, Matthew Stafford is too good of a quarterback. You got too good of an offensive uh, weapons with, you know, uh, with Golden Tate and uh, Eric Ebron, and uh, so I expect – the Lions do that win this one out on a close one. I, I have it going as uh, let's let's go seventeen to
1: ten. Lions. I'm gonna agree with you here. I'm gonna pick the Lions. Probably you're probably right. Seventeen to ten sounds about right. I don't think the Ravens can get much more than that. Even on, yeah, I don't think the Ravens can get much more than that. But. Something that we didn't really touch on. Um, I think this could, if the Ravens can pull this one out, it might kind of save their season. It's like the AFC at this point, you just really don't know who can get in that wild card game. Yeah, you got a bunch of teams who are kind of hot potatoing it in regards to that last wild card spot. So, you never, like, I mean, if it's... the Ravens can start a run right now, then they could easily sneak in that second spot. At first, we thought it was going to be like, the Chiefs and the Broncos because they went on these um, like three or four game, five game runs in the beginning of the season. And now we're seeing that they're really, they're not great football teams and they might just fall out of the playoffs altogether. And I think the Ravens could easily step up and take one of those spots. If Joe Flacco doesn't necessarily have to find the magic, but if he can just put up enough points to kind of compliment that it is a great defense. You just sometimes the score doesn't reflect that because Flacco hasn't gotten them any help at all, really, throughout the season.
0: It's, uh, yeah, absolutely, I agree. And uh, who knows? Um, this is a defense that likes to create turnovers, create points. Um, we could see uh, Matthew Stafford kind of slip up and, you know, again, bad luck Lions. And we could see the Ravens kind of pull, the defense pull their weight yet again and steal one uh, come Sunday. So speaking of uh, opponents, um, in the wild card race, I think it's all but. I, th- I want to say it's all but done for the Broncos and the Dolphins, but um, my goodness, uh, we're looking at a possibility where eight and eight can get you wild cards, but yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't even put it past seven and nine mm-hmm. at this point with the way that the AFC is kind of shaping up. So we got Denver going into Miami to play someone. At quarterback, um, whether that's Jay Cutler, Matt Moore, a body, body bag, um,
1: sand, yeah, a tiger with a jersey. <laughs> Who knows at this point? Honestly, does point? it even matter at this point? It. They're all playing the same, really.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. No. I mean, for you know, that's a good point. It, Denver doesn't have a quarterback, it's kind of amazing. Again, hindsight in 2020, you know, six months ago, we're thinking, wow, they have this embarrassment of riches. You know, they've got Simeon. They've got this young Paxton Lynch kid that are trying to mold into a teacher quarterback. And then, you know, they kind of just stumble upon the fact that now they have Brock Osweiler and they're not even going to have to pay him uh, the money that he wants because Cleveland is is footing the bill. So, um, it's apparent that neither three are really going to pan out. Um, Lynch is hurt. Um, you could see and go back to Simeon. It looks like Osweiler's confidence is all but shot at this point. And then you've got a team in the Dolphins where uh, to say they kind of quit on their coaches is, is an understatement. Yeah. And, you know, when you've got a guy like Jarvis Landry, who, granted, not the, the easiest guy to work with in the world, but you know, is immensely talented and you're quietly trying to trade him away, um that's that's not good on your part, especially when you your big off-season move was to get uh, lethargic Jay Cutler to play quarterback for you. So um I think the Dolphins are more competent on offense as much as the defense for uh, Denver is stellar, and it's sad that we're seeing such a a well balanced team kind of wither away at the end. Um, I think you know not having to leave after the uh, insane <laughs> brawl, yeah, uh, the uh, the the thriller Manila uh, from last week. Um, not having to leave um, and then just not having a quarterback to throw the ball to you, I think uh, Miami can can stretch, it, stretch this out. Um, kind of dink it and dive it, run it, slam the ball in. Um, I'm going to go Dolphins 17-14.
1: I'm going to predict like a real shit show for this one. I'm going to go like I think. 10-3 Dolphins. I See, now that they don't even have a Jai, it's like I'm not even sure how they're going to get that touchdown. Maybe it's – I think maybe like a pick six or something, and then both teams will somehow squeak out a field goal, but it's just going to – no one should want to watch this game, even Broncos and Dolphins fans. It's not going to be a good game, I don't think. Yeah,
0: and so – Moving on from not so good game to potentially exciting one, we've got the New England Patriots going up against the Buffalo Bills. Um, T. Rod came back last week and showed them why um, they shouldn't have benched him at all. And um, they're in the thick of it. They're six and five, trying to make a playoff spot for the first time since nineteen ninety nine. And they're going up against a Patriots team that has now engaged into playoff mode and are hellbent on getting They are the Patriots. Yeah. They are trying to get touchdown Tommy, his uh, his sixth ring, and try to maybe outgoat uh, Michael Jordan <laughs> as um greatest sports athlete of all time. So uh what you've got is you've got consistency at the New England Patriots. You've got a, a Hall of Fame legendary head coach, a Hall of Fame legendary quarterback. This is kind of like the you know, not so exciting part of the season where it's like they're all in, they're focused, they know what the objective is. They're gonna to try to win another Super Bowl, make a playoff run, um, put themselves in, put themselves in good position because next week, um is that showdown in Pittsburgh yep. with the Steelers, which could essentially decide?
1: I think it will decide the, the, AFC, the top seed in the AFC. Top I think. seed
0: in the AFC. So they're going to want to not only keep up with them, but get mentally prepared for a drag out fight. Um, Buffalo, I think, is a young team, an exciting team. Um, you know, obviously they've kind of. Bunch of bad breaks with Calvin Benjamin. Um, he was kind of trying to be that, um, you know, that second option to Jordan Matthews, mm-hmm. and you know, be exciting, be uh, putting points on the on the field. Um, that being said, I think that they'll give New England a run for their money. Be a close call, but I think uh, it's December. Brady and Belichick, uh, they don't lose. That being said, I've got the Patriots winning uh, 35-24.
1: My opinion, I want, I'm want i a Steelers fan, so I want nothing more than the Patriots to lose. But like you said, it's December. They're in playoff mode. They, they know how dangerous the Steelers could be if they did happen to get home field. And I think there's just no way that they would give away a game to the Buffalo Bills. I am... In a different opinion, I don't even think it's going to be close, honestly. I think the Bills, like you said, they're a young team. They've been decent throughout the season, and I think they might end up sneaking into that wild-card spot. But I'm going to go 35-14 to in the end. I think think the Patriots are just going to really take a hold of the game and kind of show the Steelers that they're coming for them next week.
0: Okay, and then moving on, we've got Buccaneers at Packers. We've got famous Jameis. He's back in the house. He's done grabbing people, hopefully. We don't know. But we don't know. He's he's a, oh, boy, man. That front office is, is in for a roller of hurt uh, these next couple of months, trying to, to keep him from being an idiot, Yeah, which um, it seems that that's just never going to happen at this point for, for the guy. Um, Brent Huntley is still the quarterback, but somewhere looming in the shadows is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and they're five and six. Uh-huh. Ten wins
1: could get you a wild card spot. I think last week was their opportunity for that wild card spot, and I think they just came up a bit short in the end. I think it could be the end of their season, so um.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um I you know, you don't you you really see how un overrated the Packers are really without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's it's kind
1: of scary how just inept it makes you realize how it makes you realize how they treat Aaron Rodgers, how they take advantage of Aaron Rodgers. Like if Aaron Rodgers was in a good like a organization that surrounded him with talent, then how many Super Bowls could Aaron Rodgers win, you know? It's just crazy to think about.
0: Yeah, it's it's he is definitely it's almost like the equivalent of putting a band-aid over a shotgun wound. It's it's pretty it's pretty awful. And so what we've got is uninspired play calling from McCarthy. Um God knows what's what's gonna happen with Tampa Bay. They're on the road, going to Green Bay. Um it's this is a this one's a toss-up. Yeah. Um I think they got I will go Packers on this one. You know, you've got a lot of veterans, a lot of pride. Yeah. You got a defense that's not great, but they play hard mm-hmm. and you know. How can you ever not score points with um, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb on your team? But um, it probably won't be a high scoring affair.
1: I'm gonna go twenty-one-seven. Well, I'm um, Packers. Brent Huntley actually really impressed me last week. I don't know. It could have been a fluke. Maybe the Steelers' defense was just taking a nap. But prior to last week, they were second in the NFL in scoring defense. So I don't know. Maybe it was just a combination of events that led to them scoring 28 points. But he has to have some ability as a quarterback if he can do that to a defense that's been just dominating most of the year, just about everyone they've played. So – I'm going to take the Packers as well, and I'll probably go 28-14. The Buccaneers haven't impressed me all year, and I don't see any reason why that would change.
0: Okay, and moving on, we've got um, the AFC South, which is, my God, so, so awful. We've got, oh, my goodness. Uh, Indianapolis Colts make a trip to the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Uh, Chuck Pagano's gone. I yeah. I don't see. I see no any, way he's not. I don't see
0: any other way. This this team is just grossly just nipped from top to bottom. Of it. It's a it's a problem from the owner to the coaching staff. Um, yeah, they've had some bad breaks in regards to the players. That particularly Malik Hooker. You know their covenant of safety towards ACL like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, but it's still you know just the mismanagement of Andrew Luck is is just terrible. It's beyond stupidity, and what you've got is 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 a coach and a GM who who really needed to have been gone. Two years ago, and a lot of people got sold out. Yep. To save this GM, who hasn't, who really hasn't drafted anybody that's made an impact on this team. A lot of their moves tend to be in free agency, and so I, this is this is just gross all around. I expect um, Colts to be out of it. Um,
1: Jaguars. Um, that defense. That defense. That's really all you need to say. That defense. That defense. God bless them. It has to
0: be brutalizing to, to have a quarterback like Blake Bortles uh, mm-hmm. trying to throw away games for you. Um, that being said, I think that defense will will get the job done, brutalize uh, Indianapolis, and I expect it to be –
1: I'm going to go 24-3. I think if the Colts score more than three points, they should pat themselves on the back. I think that would be a, the best outcome they could hope for. I think I'm going to go 28 nothing. I think that defense is going to keep the field position good. And I don't know, Fournette's kind of never know every week if he's going to play or not. But if he does, I think he's going to just explode on the Colts. And I think, yeah.
0: And then we are going into Texas Titans, which is the other AFC South game, which will also be
1: just a mess. Um, slightly less of a mess, I think. Slightly less of
0: a mess. Um, you've got a talented Texans team, but, you know, how many years have we been saying that? Um, I don't, does it
1: seem as though Bill
0: O'Brien is in the
1: hot seat? I think it's always like if I had a quarterback, if I had a quarterback. And we saw glimpses with Deshaun Watson. We saw we saw like, what was it, like four or five games maybe? with Deshaun Watson has the swagger of a guy who's been in the league for yeah. like five years. I mean, they were yeah. they almost beat the Patriots. And this was like, the Patriots were gearing up at this point. It wasn't like week one Patriots. No, it,
0: you, know, it, you know, it's it's funny because we, we have had this uh, excuse for Bill O'Brien that's finally had a quarterback and then, you know, you draft a quarterback. And you decide not to start in week one. Yeah. And so that's that's a strike on him that you know maybe might play into later in the year when they're looking back on their wasted season. Um, but uh, defense has been a problem for this team. As You're kind of mentioning uh, kind of when they did have Watson. You know he put up. I think forty something points on the Patriots. Yeah, it was and thirty five on the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and this that, was
1: pre injuries to the Seahawks defense as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: this, this is this is taking it to the Legion of Boom, and that defense managed to piss away both games. And yep. So, which mean,
1: is so crazy because coming into the season, you're like that's that might get them in the playoffs. That defense. That defense. Deshaun Watson was iffy. You don't know what he's going to do, and. Tom Savage is not iffy. You know exactly what he's going to do. So you were thinking, like, maybe they'll be 9-7 and seven because of that defense and squeak into the playoffs like last year. And then Deshaun Watson starts playing, and it's crazy. They're going off for 40 points on these great defenses, and he goes down. And since then, it's just they're deflated, I think. Losing J.J. Watt, losing Deshaun Watson, I think those two things alone was enough to ruin their season. So.
0: Well, we'll see if the – see what happens. But um, Titans, uh, solid defense. Uh, Mariota's kind of trying to figure things out. Um, I'm not entirely sure. That being said, um, we've got a close one in our hands. I'm going to go – Savage has somehow managed to put points together. So, you know, I'll, I'll do the DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so I'm going to go Titans 28, Texans
1: 24. Um, I don't see the tech. I know Savage just puts the points together, but I'm going to go Titans 14 Texans 10. I think it'll be a pretty low scoring affair. I think Mariota will do just enough to get the Titans to win.
0: Okay. And moving on to what I think might be the game of the week. Uh the Minnesota Vikings make a trip to Atlanta. Uh this is probably must-win territory for Atlanta. Yeah. They want to keep up in the AFC South. I mean NFC. The NFC South. Um you know they're a game behind the Panthers and the Saints for top prize there. Um, you know, obviously ten wins is gonna what you're gonna need to get into the playoffs. Uh, it's a quality opponent in Minnesota. I think they're going to be one of the top teams going into the playoffs, and you want to kind of put your team in preparation. Um, if I am Minnesota, I am I'm putting two men. I'm putting three men on Julio Jones. Yeah, that is who Rumble, young man, Rumble. That was, that was that was something to behold last week. Um, Minnesota, it's it's a good, it's a good uh, defense. It's a great defense actually, one of the elite ones in the league right now, and they're stifling, they're punishing, um, good secondary, with a, uh, that can uh, shut down some of the best offenses in this league. They'll be tested for sure. Yeah. With uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think this is one of those games where you kind of you're going to start to see whether we stay with Case Keenum yeah. maybe maybe we kind of look at Bridgewater um I think they're the Vikings are in good position they're going to want to, you know keep playing to get into one of those top 2 seeds kind of competing with uh, Philadelphia For the uh, top spot in the NFC. So that being said, I think we have ourselves a shootout in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, going to go
1: 42-35 Atlanta. I think you're probably on the right track. I think after last week, Julio Jones kind of had this big coming out party for the season. He just dominated. So I think that continues. I think... Even if they triple-team him, I think Julio Jones is going to be the deciding factor here, and I could maybe I'll go 35-28. I think Case Keenum's been playing well, and I think he'll definitely score some points, but I think he'll just come up short, and like you said, it might very well be the deciding factor as to whether or not the Falcons can go on a run here and get into the playoffs. Okay,
0: and moving next, we're going to
1: go into the 4 o'clock slot.
0: Uh, first up is uh, the Browns at the Chargers. Um, there's not much to say about the Cleveland Browns. They're a mess from top to bottom.
1: Every Basically the same as every year. It's you don't need to talk about it. 1-26. I don't know if Haslam
0: is going to continue with EJ and going into the next season. Um, it's it's a train wreck. Um, They're playing against the Chargers, who, you know, last year that was their one win. Yep. I think... Uh, the Chargers are seeing their schedule. They're I think seeing, they're seeing how easy it is yeah. towards the end. I think they're thinking, we can make a real run at this. I think the, and get one of
1: the Chargers are currently, I think, they're one game back in their one division. Back, one I, game back. I think I'm taking the Chargers in that division. I think the way they've been playing recently compared to – it's kind of the opposite of the Chiefs and the Broncos where they started the season hot, and now they're finishing the season just completely off track. I think the Chargers – at least they're doing it the way you would want to do it. They're coming into it's coming into playoff time, and they're kind of kicking it into gear. And I think Philip Rivers really wants to get in the playoffs. I think he's had enough of not being there. And I think I think they're going to destroy the Browns this week. Honestly,
0: absolutely. I think this is uh, this is the one team that if, you know if they make it into the playoffs. I think they're the most dangerous ones because they're going to kind of have this kind of like carefree brand, carefree abandon. And Phil Rivers is a fantastic quarterback who knows how to throw the ball. Uh, very deep. Absolutely. Um, and that
1: defensive line for the Chargers is...
0: Joey Boza and uh, Melvin Ingram. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's filthy. Um, not much more you can say. Uh, that
1: being said, um, I got charged Chargers like 35-0. I don't think. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. 35-0. That sounds good. I, I,
0: I think the 0-16 is is plausible. Cleveland is uh, is getting
1: that parade ready. Cleveland for, can hope for their Sam Darnold, and I'm sure they'll ruin him somehow if he comes out. And I'm sure it'll just be another conversation of who's the quarterback going to be.
0: Yep. And so we move on to uh, the Giants, the New York football Giants. will go into Oakland to play the Raiders. And this one is just going to be a train wreck um, as a New York Giants fan. um. Uh, it's kind of sad to see Eli Manning kind of getting disrespected the way he has been, especially for a coach that um, has no problem uh, deflecting blame on everyone but himself. Um, it's, I don't see how Geno Smith going into Oakland is going to make things better. Uh, Oakland is the disappointment of the year.
1: Um you know, getting Super Bowl aspirations coming they, in. They had I mean, super
0: yeah, you know, Super Bowl aspirations. Um they they had a solid defense, the you know, the Crabtree, um Cooper connection. I thought that was gonna be something that we would, you know, see blossom even more going into it and Crabtree is just picking fights with Tlaib. Cooper hasn't necessarily progressed as well as he did from his rookie year. Um, Marshawn Lynch is kind of doing his own thing. You know, I feel for Marshawn. You know, Marshawn's doing Marshawn things, yep. and that's fine. Um, But the Raiders are clearly the disappointment of the league. But that being said, you know, another team that had Super Bowl aspirations, I and mean, then watched that burn, and the Flames completely, with the New York Giants. Um, Denorch Jenkins is out for the year now. Um, Geno Smith starting. I think this team is going to quit on a coach. Uh, I expect the Raiders to
1: win 35-14. I'm going to take Raiders 28-14, I think. Yeah, basically, you covered everything. The Giants are a shit show this year, and the Raiders, they can still squeak in the playoffs. I don't think there's any chance that they could win a playoff game unless they just completely get things going in a different direction, but... Yeah, twenty eight fourteen. That's what I'm gonna go.
0: Okay, and then going into it, uh, next game is uh, Panthers at Saints. This should be a fun one. Um, well, it should be. Um, we don't know what Cam we're gonna get this week. We're whether we're gonna get bad Cam or good Cam. Um, uh, Drew Brees is the same boat. He's he hasn't. I think the narrative has been this year is that, you know, the running game of Ingram and Kamara have allowed for Drew not to throw for like 35 times a game for like 400 yards. But at the same time, it's kind of like, ooh, he has not stepped up this year and not been at that elite level that we know we're we're used to seeing Drew Brees at. So um, I think it's a point of personal pride, I think, I um, think you know, he's going to want to commit himself, make sure that he can be Drew Brees that everyone lo- knows and make those throws, make them accurately. You know, There were some throws last week, that Rams game, where ugh, I don't know what he was seeing. They could
1: have won that game if he had...
0: It's a bit wobbly, some ducks can thrown out there. Um, but again, same time, you know, who knows what version of Cam Newton we're gonna get this week? Yep. Um. He's same same thing. You know. You don't know if you're gonna get. You know. A guy's gonna throw for two hundred fifty yards and run for like seventy five. A um, couple TDs, or if you're gonna get a guy who's running for his life and barely getting to the hundred yard range when it comes to throwing. Yeah. Um, uh, terrific defenses, on both sides of the ball of the of uh, both teams. Um, I think Marshawn. Marshall Lattimore will be back for the Saints. They definitely missed him in that Rams game. Yeah. Um, they've kind of been shutting some offenses down. But um, going uh, missing Lattimore definitely hurt them. Uh, the Panthers, I mean, what can we say? Keeley, uh is probably one of the best one in the linebackers in the league. Great. Uh, Tony Ely. Um Charles Johnson, Julius Peppers. Just um, all around. Just all around. It's great defense. And so we'll see what happens. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Ted uh, Christian McCaffrey. The um, punches, they're exciting young players for the Carolina Panthers, and I think they can put up some points. Um, that being said, um, I think this one's must-win for the Saints.
1: I think they'll get in the playoffs either way, but if they want to prove be- themselves as a competitor for the Super Bowl, I think they have to show it here. Yeah, I
0: mean, losing it to the Rams last week, well, was this disappointment for them, they got to show up again uh, against him, the Panthers. So I have
1: the Saints winning 20-24. I'm going to go with the Saints as well. I'll say 35-21. I think Drew Brees really steps up this week.
0: And then we got an NFC West showdown between the surprise team of the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Arizona Cardinals, with uh, Mr. Blaine Gabbard, who got his revenge win <laughs> against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Um, it's really impressive, kind of seeing Sean McVay kind of blossom into this like young head coach and just. It's incredible to see how he took Jared Goff, who I think for most people wrote him off as a bust.
1: Absolutely, every basically
0: everyone did, and turn him into this elite quarterback who you could say has a
1: legitimate chance of winning the MVP this year. Um, I think there's a couple, there's a few people ahead of him, but he should be in the conversation at the very least. Um,
0: and so uh, it's terrific, uh, terrific offense, um, nasty defense. Great corners for sure. Tremaine Johnson is leading those boys, and he is as uh, as physical a cornerback you will see in this league. He's a throwback to those uh, 80s and 90s corners that you know, we all love and respect. Um, exciting offense, those guys. This is a guy that, you know, we are talking about Sean McVay. When he does play calls, it doesn't matter if he's got twenty eight points on you. He's gonna throw it deep. I mean, they Continue were to throw
1: it deep. They were up a touchdown on the Saints last week with like five minutes to go, and instead of running the ball and running clock, he's throwing it like fifteen yards downfield and picking up first downs. This guy is just—he's balls to the wall. He's doing what he wants, and it's working.
0: Yeah, you no, know, and I think the other thing that's really exciting—you um, uh, hopefully maybe other coaches kind of catch on to—is. Um, he's not so much reliant on the third down. He's, he's a guy that's like, you know, if I can get 10 yards on the first play, yep. I, I will get 10 yards on the first play. You know,
1: why be conservative on, you know, second down if I can throw it deep and I get 35 yards? I think that's um, why the, the Saints couldn't stop him at the end of that game last week because he, they expect that because it's the norm in the NFL. But he's, he's saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tear your defense up and I'm going to yeah. drive it down the field as fast as I can.
0: Um um I have most respect for um uh, Chris Arians as a coach, uh, on the other side uh Arizona Cardinals, but I think um the era of him, Fitzgerald, Palmer, I think that's all done. Yeah. Um I think he'll probably probably be relieved of duties at the end of this year. And um Probably calling quits for Carson Palmer. Probably. I think he's, you know, I think he had his moment last year. Or not last year, but a couple years ago. where yeah. you know, They made that playoff run and almost made it to the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, Fitzgerald gets to end his Hall of Fame career um, uh, doing what he loves to do and playing football. So, that being said, I have the Los Angeles Rams – uh,
1: winning, you know, I am 42 24. That, um, yeah, I'm going to take. I don't think the Cardinals are going to score that much. I'm going to go 42 14. I think the Rams are just going to tear them up.
0: So then we are moving up into the Sunday night game, which we'll see uh, the first place Philadelphia Eagles. Go into Seattle to take on the Russell Wilson
1: and the Legionless. Uh, Yeah, basically just taking on Russell Wilson at this point.
0: at this point. Um, Offensive line is a problem. Their secondary is a problem in Seattle. But, you know, you you got a fighting chance when you've got those linebackers um, and, you know, a defensive line that features Michael Bennett and Sheldon Richardson. And Russell Wilson is this guy that just he masks a lot of the problems that are going on in Seattle in regards to, like, creativity and play calling and just bonehead decisions. Um, Specifically, the, uh, yeah, we're at the 20-yard line and we're not going to kick a field goal. Um, You know, Pete Carroll likes to be innovative and ballsy, but a lot of times it's, it's really bit him in the ass, and I think a lot of the players in Seattle are starting to get annoyed by that.
1: Um, I think this is the end of the Legion boom. Yeah. I think people are getting traded this year. I I think there there was rumors that Sherman was gone before this year started. So. Yeah, I
0: think, yeah, that's that's probably happening this year. Um, Earl Thomas may retire. He was thinking about retiring last year. Yeah. Um, Cam Chancellor is
1: hurt, but I think he's still got some – I think in. Cam will be back, but will it be for the Seahawks is the question, I think.
0: I think he's the Seahawk that ends up staying. Mm-hmm. I think Earl Thomas retires. I think will, they'll want to trade Richard Sherman away. Um, speaking of Matt, I expect him to be a Cowboy next year. I, I think,
1: I think uh, Jerry Jones um, is desperate for corners. Yep. Yeah. And As he should be I watching mean, that defense play most yes. of the season.
0: So I expect him. Politics be damned. I ex- I expect him
1: maybe a little to make Des for Sherman. Right. Something um, like that. Mm, Never yeah, know. I
0: think Des is steady. They'll probably. Um, I could see Seattle giving up Sherman for like a, a fourth
1: round pick. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, no Philadelphia. Um, great defense. Um, you have an MVP
1: caliber quarterback. Who is playing lights out? I mean, right now it's like, was it two or three years ago when the Panthers were fifteen and one, made the Super Bowl? That's what it's reminded me of. Like, it's just a train. Unless you have a Denver Broncos defense from that, like from that year, then I don't see how you're going to stop the Eagles. And on top of that, the the Eagles' defense has been lights out as well.
0: Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been uh, the highlight of the league this year. And you know, getting to see Carson Wentz kind of mature as a quarterback, and you know, make that transition to you know possibly elite status has been exciting to watch. Um, you know, as a Giants fan, it's painful, but you know, I think I think this Wentz is a, is
1: the MVP for me this year so far. I, I
0: will I will surprise you with who I think my MVP pick is this year. Okay, but um. This is a saving game for them. It would have been um maybe not so much now because of kind of the injuries to Seattle, but yeah. I think this is a game that Philadelphia will go into. It's Sunday night. They're gonna be in front of the whole country. I think um, it'll be a um, it'll be a close one. I think this will this will kind of push test them for the first time in a bit. So I've got uh, Philadelphia winning 35-28. I don't
1: expect it to be as close as you do. I, I'm going to say 35-14. I think Philadelphia is just won a tear, and I don't see Seattle being enough to stop them, and I don't see Russell Wilson being able to put enough throws together to get them in scoring position. I just don't see it.
0: Alrighty, and so we're moving on to the Monday night game where we'll see the Pittsburgh Steelers Make a trip to Cincinnati to play Montez perfect and the <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Um, this this game, as always, has the the potential to go insane Absolutely. and break down. Yeah. Um, this is a game that Pittsburgh needs to win, mm-hmm. and they need to be focused. Yep. Lights out. Get themselves prepared
1: for New England. Yep. This is a game that they're not necessarily looking past Cincinnati, but I think... I think um, last week was when they were looking past, and I think this week is when that defense really hunkers down and they they get prepared for that New England game. I think this is the game that kind of, you know... Obviously, it's Cincinnati, and they
0: there's no love lost between these two teams. And I expect uh, Montez perfect to, you know, put up shenanigans, beat dumbass... Of course. Do... Dirty things. Um, and uh, I will surprise you. I think that the MVP of this year
1: is playing in Pittsburgh. you going to say Antonio?
0: But, yeah, I believe it is Antonio Brown. I, I actually... Th- I've... I think he has put up historic numbers. He's put up fantastic performances this year. I think if there were ever a case for making a wide receiver, the MVP of this league, I think this is the year. I think, you know, we we don't have stellar quarterback play. I mean, we have some good ones between Goff, and Wentz, Brady's usual self, but, you know, had a couple ugly games this year. I think this is the year that if you want to celebrate excellence in the NFL, uh, there's a better player in this league. Um As much as I love Julio Jones and Julio Kimball, um Antonio Brown's on a whole another level. I think he's he's that he's that literal like one play away from breaking a game. And we saw it last week. Uh, I think we'll see it again this week. I think especially with what
1: happened. I think if he shows up big in that Patriots game, I could see it happening. I think I, I'm probably going leaning towards Wentz because he's a quarterback and just because it's the quarterback. It's it's the quarterback award more than likely. Like I would give it to Antonio in a heartbeat. I think he deserves the award, but yeah, I just um, if he shows up big in that New England game, I think that's that's what could do it. That's what could win in the MVP.
0: And on the other side, we have Cincinnati, who's five and six. They're still in playoff contention. Yeah. But, again, another team that is just dysfunctional.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they The they play calling's not enthusiastic. It's too many too many sloppy mistakes from Andy Dalton. Um, and then you've got the defensive, undisciplined Pac-Man Jones. Oh, uh, it's, it's perfect. It's just always there's always something going on in the Cincinnati team, and it's
1: um it's disappointing because there's a lot of talent on that team. I think they'll be more hyped to be playing Pittsburgh than for a chance to make the playoffs. I think, I think they so get too. they get lost, and they 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 kind of don't have perspective on what's really important to the franchise. I think. I think Pittsburgh's in trouble if this the
0: moment doesn't get to um, Cincinnati. It's Monday night. It's going to be in Cincinnati. Whole country's going to be watching. If they can kind of focus on, you know, we got Mixon. We're going to run the ball. Play action with A.J. Green. Um, try to minimize the amount of throws that Andy Dalton's going to do. Because God knows he's one throw away from just utter just heartbreak yep. and stupidity. Um, that being said, um, it's Pittsburgh. Tom's going to get them ready. They've got New England next week. I expect this one. This is one of those rivalry games where, you know, this is going to be a close one. So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to 31.
1: 21. I I'm expecting Pittsburgh's defense to show out after last week. I think they I think they're all disappointed about how they performed against Brent Hulley and the Packers. And I think Andy Dalton is gonna do a lot more of what you said. I think he's gonna make a lot of mistakes. And I think that offense is just gonna keep on rolling. I think Brown and Bell and Big Ben, they're just gonna keep things treading along. And I'm gonna say 35 to 14.
0: All righty, and so now we're just going to move on and we're going to talk about, just really quickly, uh, playoff predictions. Um, in AFC, who do you see uh, kind of
1: making it out? For me, it comes down to next week, I think. If Pittsburgh can take their home game against New England next week and keep things rolling and they can beat the Patriots, then they'll have the home field in the playoffs and I'm going to say I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as like predicting for sure that the Steelers would win a home playoff game against the Patriots, but I would say that if the Steelers are on the road against the Patriots, I'm taking the Patriots by, like, two touchdowns at least. I think the, the Steelers have shown over the past few years under Tomlin that being at home really that's probably matters to them more than it matters to any other team in the league. I think... For me, I'm gonna say the Steelers are gonna get out of the AFC, and that could be my bias as a fan coming out. Oh, but
0: sorry, I just that's, that's a really interesting uh, kind of like viewpoint. I, I think you guys just meant kind of like just like kind of like which teams are just gonna like get get, in, in,
1: get into the dance. Get into the dance. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go Steelers, Patriots. I think the Chargers are gonna come out of that division. Um, The Titans, I think they'll end up in that playoff spot that someone in that division has to get, that no one in that division is going to deserve probably by the time the year's over. And then those wild card spots, I think the Chiefs will squeak in just barely. Um, That last one, honestly, it's a toss-up. I'm going to go Ravens. I think the Ravens will squeak in. As much as I don't want them to, being a Steelers fan, I think the Ravens are going to put together a few wins, and they're going to squeak in that last spot.
0: All righty, all right. Um, In the AFC, um, I'm going to go Patriots, Steelers, um, with Jaguars for the South. And In the AFC West, I will, I think, Kansas City will come up with a I think Andy Reid will come up with uh, a couple of ones to get them at Division Crown. I think they'll probably finish out 11 and 5. Um, in terms of wild cards, I do think that uh, San Diego has enough of a... I think you know scheduling is is on their side enough that I think Philip Rivers can ball out and get a wild card spot. I'm also in agreement with you. I think uh, Baltimore will find a way to get into uh, that last wild card spot in the uh, in AFC. I think Um, Tennessee. I'm not too sure on them, and I'm not totally sold on the idea that Buffalo can make a real push for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh,
1: NFC wise, uh, this one's a little trickier. I mean, I think there's. There's one guarantee, and that's the Eagles for sure. I think the Rams are going to come out of the West. I'm going to go Vikings because I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be back in time to save that from stopping for sure. And the South is tough. The South is where I'm having some trouble, but I'm going to go Saints. I think the Saints show out this week, and I think they end up in that division spot. And then as far as the wild card goes – I think both teams are coming out of the South. I think it's Packer the it's I think it's the Panthers and the Falcons. I think they end up doing just enough. Maybe I think it's probably gonna be ten wins. I think that'll be the mark. And I think those two teams will just barely get there. And I think they'll lock up their playoff spots. It'll probably be down to the last week.
0: Um yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for sure, I think. And Philadelphia is the, the, the safe bet the other safe bet is Minnesota. Rodgers are not, I think. Yeah. That the the Minnesota Vikings are in a good enough spot. Good coaching, good team, great defense, and a pretty good run game. I have the Saints winning the South as well. Um, I think, you know, they're the team that doesn't worry me as much. I think... Carolina is too unstable, and I th- I see the potential in, in Atlanta, and we're, they're just they're a couple of games away from finally getting it mm-hmm. and being a monster threat to anybody. And so I've got Saints. Um, the Rams are winning the West, I think. Seattle's gonna put up a valiant effort, but ultimately. Uh there's there's not much left in that in that tank. I think they'll you know, they'll probably win nine games, maybe even ten, yeah. still not make the playoffs. Um in the South, Atlanta, I think they'll get a wild card spot. I think they're two talents of a team. I think they're kind of starting to get things rolling mm-hmm. and um Man, this this last one is tricky. I I want to give it to the Panthers. I really do. But I have no idea like whether I'm gonna get good cam
1: or bad cam. I mean they only have to go, they probably only have to go two and three from here on out to get that last wild card spot. But I th- I think we're
0: discrediting a little bit Detroit. They're they could theoretically looking um, at uh, what
1: what's going on with Detroit. I think yeah, that schedule. I mean, Ravens, Buccaneers, lot uh, Bears, Bengals, Packers, and if Aaron Rodgers is still out, then all of those are
0: is a winnable.
1: Yeah. So they could
0: make a run. So I'm not I'm, I'm I will I would put Carolina tentatively as my last wild card, but I'm not willing to say that the that the Lions are dead just yet. I
1: yeah, I, I see what you're saying.
0: So um you kinda of got our uh predictions for playoffs. We talked about um week thirteen in the NFL. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll try to do another one next week where we talk about what happened uh, this last week, kind of review some games, uh, where we see teams kind of shaping up, and then we'll do our picks for Week 14, and um, we'll see what the playoff picture looks like in about a week. So thank you for listening, and we will uh, see you next week.